0: Today, Amelia Poonard, our River Kids director, will be speaking, continuing our sermon series, Renewing of the Mind. I've had a sneak peek at her sermon, and it's really great. So I hope that you uh, enjoy it. All right, Amelia. Hi, good morning. My name is Amelia. Welcome to the river. So to start with, uh, I want you to imagine yourself walking around in the city, and you found these. Just a bunch of tomatoes scattered all over the ground. What comes to your mind? Well, for me, the first thing that comes to my mind, I'm, somebody must have dropped their groceries. That's too bad. But what if you see this one? (laughs) Would you still think that it is an accident? When you notice a pattern or an order, it signals some kind of reasoning or intention, right? So you may think, who would have done this? Is this an experiment or an art thing? What happens if I just nudge one out of the order? Is somebody going to jump out and yell at me? Recognizing pattern is um, an important skill. It allows us to assess situations and respond thoughtfully. In primitive times, recognizing patterns help us learn which fruits are safe to eat and which fruits are dangerous. We would not have been able to farm and grow food if we had not recognized the pattern of our environments, uh, such as the weather pattern and uh, the cycle of plants. We would also would not have been able to reproduce, survive, and advance as species without this powerful skill of recognizing patterns. But I wonder, how good are we in recognizing patterns that are inside of us? According to the National Science Foundation, an average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. 95% of these thoughts are repetitive. 80% of these thoughts are negative. Now, if recognizing the patterns uh, of our environment could help us survive and thrive, then recognizing the patterns that are inside of us must be very useful, especially in uh, this quest of renewing our mind, which is the theme of our sermon series this summer. When we repeatedly find ourselves in a similar yet unwanted situation, or when we replay the same scenario over and over again, not knowing why, It might mean that we are caught in a repetitive cycle. Recently, I had a long chat with a friend who is a therapist. And she said that it takes her about five months to recognize the patterns of her clients, regularly meeting her clients. And she said that we all have patterns. From the language we use about ourselves and other people, the stories we tell about our lives, most likely the negative experience, the pain, the challenges, the blames, the guilt, shame, and regret. Our body language, the way we dress, even our relationships have patterns whether that is romantic, professional, familial, or social. So, ever since that conversation, I've been paying attention to patterns. And there are two suggestions that keep coming up when we want to learn about ourselves or our patterns. The first one that is very common is you need to spend a lot of reflection time, right? You've heard this, such as meditation and journaling. There's an interview with a Swedish economist, Bjorn Nathiko Lindebald, who spent 18 years as a Buddhist monk in Thailand. He was asked, what is the key insight that you took home with you after spending hours and hours of meditation a day? And his answer was, I no longer believe in everything that I think. Meditation gives our mind the uh, give our minds the space to observe its own functioning. It's like giving your mind's a quiet recess or break from the repetitive thoughts which is mostly negative and repeti- and unconscious. There are numerous studies where meditation is shown to reduce anxiety, depression, and chronic pain. Being mindful of the unconscious patterns of our thoughts means more freedom to make conscious thoughts. Thoughts that are more positive, kind, and helpful. So maybe, instead of complaining again about how my friend betrayed me maybe I can call my other friend and see what they're doing this weekend journaling is another great way to observe our patterns journaling provides a safe place to let our streams of worries concerns our hopes and our dreams to just flow as words without censor or judgment and after some time you can look back on your journal entries and observe your pattern and start rearranging more consciously in the beginning of our sermon series Alison Knoll gave us some great tips on how to write a journal as a way to observe our core beliefs and converse with God So, I encourage you to check out her sermon, too. Another suggestion that is very common is be connected with people. Last week in his sermon, Mike Eller brought up this quote, We can't see what we can't see unless someone shows it to us. The Bible recorded a very curious conversation between Jesus and his friend Peter. Prior to his arrest, Jesus predicted that Peter would deny and disown him. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away, fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared again, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Sometimes, what we think about ourselves, what we feel so passionately about, what we claim we are capable of doing or not, can differ greatly from what actually happens. The next passage. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed the distance. A servant girl saw him. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And Peter went outside and wept bitterly. What a painful experience this must be. For Jesus and Peter. Peter was certain about his love for Jesus. He repeated himself and his language could not be any stronger. Peter must have thought that he knew himself very well. However, when the fear of being arrested actually came over him, Peter no longer knew Jesus. We cannot know what kind of look Jesus gave him, but that small silent interaction brought Peter back to himself. Peter must have felt like he felt Jesus. After Jesus' resurrection, as promised, Jesus came back to Galilee to spend time with his disciples fishing, and eating together. When Jesus and the disciples had finished eating, Jesus spoke to Simon Peter. He asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? Yes, Lord, he answered. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Take care of my sheep. Jesus spoke to him a third time. He asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt bad because Jesus asked him the third time, Do you love me? He answered, Lord, you know all things you know that I love you. I can't know what Jesus' intention was here, but this I know. When I ask my children at night, have you brushed your teeth? Sometimes I had to repeat it. So I would ask again, have you brushed using your toothbrush or finger? (laughs) Have you brushed with toothpaste? Through these repeated interactions, I often get varied answers. And what I was really doing here was to give my children some time to reflect on their own answers. Because brushing teeth is important. Nobody likes a root canal. I wonder if maybe this is what Jesus was doing with Peter. It's not that Jesus did not understand Peter's answer or that Jesus did not trust him, although he has reasons not to. Peter just needed to reflect on what he was saying. Maybe Jesus wanted Peter to dig a little deeper inside of himself and understand what he was committing to. When you're in a community like ourselves here, connections means having a lot of meaningful interactions and conversations where we share and listen, where we affirm and be affirmed or not. Unlike meditation and journaling that are usually done in private, community gives us multiple relationships that can act as mirrors. For ourselves. So, the more connections we make with others, the more we can observe, the more we can learn and experience ourselves too. If we can recognize the pattern, we can notice where there is an interruption or disruption. If we can recognize the pattern, we can make more thoughtful changes and reorder. I've been talking about patterns since the beginning, but we can also use the word uh, habits or behaviors. They are the same things. Sometimes our recurring behaviors become so ingrained that they feel like they're a part of our identity. So when our behavior is confronted, it may trigger our unhealed wounds. When Peter looked at Jesus, he realized what he had done. And it was painful. So recognizing our patterns takes radical honesty and a good dose of self-compassion. I recently turned 40. And I always thought that by now, surely I should have known myself. I should have had myself figured out. When you have been in the same situation for many years, whether that's a relationship, the same home, the same place of work, you come to understand yourself a certain way, through your people, to your environment, You have a set and comfortable patterns of thinking and doing things. So when something unexpected happened, an interruption like a loss of job, an accident, or in my case, a divorce, I became unsettled. And I questioned myself a lot and repetitively. Where did I go wrong? Who am I now? Have I always liked this food or doing this thing? When my patterns were unraveled, I need something steady. steady. And for me, it was God's unconditional love and grace. Knowing that my worth is not rooted in my beliefs and my behaviors and not dependent on my achievements or my mistakes, but on Jesus' cross. Despite having been betrayed and sold out and crucified, Jesus still loves his friends. Jesus came back for Peter and all the others too. And this thought, Peter, and me, compassion for ourselves. Compassion frees me from my old patterns. So I'm free to redesign my life, incorporating new things and new connections. Let me pray for us. God. Thank you for this community. Thank you for everyone who sits here or at home. I pray that in the quest of renewing our minds and renewing our patterns, we're continually reminded to draw from from your unconditional love and grace. As we interact with each other today, let us share our honest self with compassion. May we listen well and respond with compassion. May we be renewed and be affirmed by our connections with you and with each other. Amen. Mm -hmm.